0: Welcome to the 92nd edition of the Guna Podcast, recorded less than a fortnight before Christmas on the Monday night before Arsenal visit Manchester City in the Premier League. This podcast is sponsored by GunaShirts.com, the finest website for all your Arsenal t-shirt needs. I'm your host, Mark Ollington, and I'm carrying on with the same panel from the last podcast, recorded um, just after the game against Everton on the 125th anniversary. On the other side of the table for me are Steve Ashford. Joe Broadfoot, and from to Talk, special guest, Lindsay Sheehan. Why are you special guest, Lindsay? It's beyond me, but you are. I'm you're
1: special, you're
0: special to us.
1: <laughs> and
0: I mentioned there the 125 years. Let's get started with that. So first of all, did we do enough to celebrate this momentous occasion in Arsenal history? And what do you think of the Because That's a question Steve wanted me to ask. Uh, so we'll start with you, Steve, about the whole 25-year right. thing. Okay. And the a statue
2: thing. Okay, right. Well, I can remember the 100-year anniversary. And I've still got the, sh- the commemorative shirts they made for that. But they didn't do anything for the 100th year, or nothing, on, nothing in comparison to what they did on Saturday. So I have to say, what they did was absolutely brilliant. They, they could still do more over the course of the season, and I hope they do intimately you know, celebrate it a bit more. But I thought Saturday was fantastic, really loved it. Not as good as the last game at Highbury. That was the, the home games, end all home games. When they all walked out around the pitch, hundreds and hundreds of ex-players lined up in the middle. That that, nothing's ever going to come close to leaving Highbury the Wigan game. But Saturday was great. I love the statues. Um, I think I saw all three of them on Saturday. I thought they were all magnificent. And people say, "Oh, well, it doesn't look much like Tony Adams's face." Well, (laughs) it's not a photo. It's a statue. (laughs) It looks enough like Tony Adams. It's the moment. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. But Steve, how big yeah. is the
3: Tony Adams statue? Because that's the one I haven't seen. Yeah, big. Much bigger than the Honorary one. Yeah, Honorary's yeah. minute. He's smaller than me, and that's kind of scary. Yeah, i it's kind his of his tucked head away. Stone, that's what I know, but it shouldn't be that small. He's six foot. I'm a bit disappointed the Honorary one. is tucked away in a corner. Yeah. Whereas the
2: Herbert Chapman one's right in the middle of a concourse, and so is the Adams one. Mm. Poor old is stuck around by a railing. You know, I think they could have put him in, in the middle of a concourse. Really, that's
0: him wanting to go to Barca, Steve. Yes, they yeah. have a little bit of like yeah, you know, yeah, probably.
2: But, but my overriding memory of Saturday is looking in the magazine or the programme, whatever you call it, and for six hundred quid you can buy a scarf, a tie, yeah. and a wooden box. <laughs> um, great marketing, <laughs> I have to say.
0: Well, that's a question I should, Linde. 125 years, it's not an anniversary that's often celebrated, do you see it as just a money-making exercise by the club or does it actually mean something to you?
1: Oh, let's stop moaning, shall we? <laughs> like, Honestly, everything they do, I thought it was a really lovely day, I teased in my eyes when Thierry came out, I loved watching his statue being um, dedicated to him. It does, to me, look a little bit like he should be in my back garden with water coming out of his willy yeah. in some kind of water feature, Because it is quite a random cock-frosted pose, isn't it? Yeah. But obviously it's iconic for that moment against the bespoke. <laughs> oh, I really enjoyed it, I don't think we can set the, you know, There's a lot of talk, we we sing a lot of songs about Man City and Chelsea not having any history. We've got it. We have got it. Why not celebrate it? Why not give the fans something to cheer about and enjoy And actually start the new kids that have started who, who just know Arsene Wenger and just know Success to actually realise how this club was formed. And I thought it was really classy getting the grandkids to come out. I thought that was lovely to, you know, to be mm. their, their grandfather. Oh, you super. Know. Yeah, I mean, what other
2: club in the world
0: would have we'll done do that? And, and the rocky like Castle, Charlie, yeah, his son yeah. was there. His son looked really touched, didn't oh, he? Oh God,
2: yeah! And to see Robert Pierce looking around the stadium as if to say oh my God, this is the best place in the world. Yeah. You know? the, and there should be a statue for Pyrrhus.
1: Yeah. He's, g- he's gorgeous. I'll, I've got one in my room
2: at home. Yeah. But
0: speaking of statues, did it bother you that the club wasn't kind of touched from 1935 to 1985? There's 50 years there yeah. of 125-year history that's not mentioned at all in our statues yeah. and two very modern players. Is that just a sign of the times? Everyone knows Adams knows Om- Omri or should we have like Frank Merklin talk there or something like that? Did it bother you the choice of the three players? Joe?
3: Well... Because of my hairstyle, I've got to go with the, the 70s players. They were the biggest, biggest heroes of mine, the 70s players. But do you think um, they got the choice right? Would you have gone differently? Uh, yeah, maybe, to be honest, I'd probably go with Henri because I would have to pick somebody from the modern era and, and it would have to be Henri because of the amount of goals he scored and particularly as he started off life getting the kind of grief that Theo still gets to this day. Um, <laughs> Not, from Ticket, Not from Steve at all. No, I, I always loved Henri. <laughs> <laughs> right, right from the word go. Right from the word go. He's, because he's got an awful again. lot of
2: stick in the beginning. Even, even, even the, from the first game, I just thought, this
3: guy is not Theo Walcott. I didn't even know Theo Walcott yeah. then. But but how I just thought, you know? this guy is not Theo Walcott. <laughs> anyway, we digress. But no, I would take yeah somebody like Frank McClintock. He was, he was um, you know for me, he was, he was the first Arsenal icon, if you like. It was Frank McClintock, Charlie George, obviously. But I'd probably go for McClintock bearing in mind he was captain, so, and you know, he lifted our first double, let's not forget. When so. Clinton
2: was the first player I ever saw at Arsenal coming upstairs. as I was coming up the stairs from Arsenal Station, he used to go through the green gates, there used to be a little gent's toilet on the right, you'd go up the steps, North Bank would be on your left, and as you, as you got to the top of them steps, you'd see the lovely green pitch and the east, the, yeah, the east there, and you, the green bay pitch and the floodlights... Now remember, the first thing I ever saw at ours was a night match against Leicester in 1968. So McClintock and I think Simpson were holding a, a, an off-line tra- offside trap. And they were both standing with their arms outstretched to catch the other players offside. And I remember seeing McClintock with his standing like a statue with his arms outstretched appealing for offside. And I just thought, my God, this is brilliant. I'm going to come here forever, and I have done ever since.
0: So, perhaps they could add a statue of Frank to go with the three others, which would be quite nice. Seeing as you know. he
3: was in a statue of stance at the
0: time yeah, as well, yeah. And, and,
3: yeah. and we had that moment captured yeah. on the podcast.
1: Yeah. But, but the, the the is it's not it? Because every fan is going to have a player, and every yeah. fan is going to have a moment. I mean, you could argue Burkham, you could argue a fan's favourite for Rocky, really. Everyone is going to have a bit of an argument. I, I quite like the three they've chosen. I could have maybe put my own two pence worth in, but I, I thought, thought they. I'm not quite sure what's going on with Tony Adams' buttocks, though. They look a bit odd to me. I know that's probably something that just a woman notices, but you know, not his hair. It was his buttocks that I noticed.
0: Indeed, and we'll move on to other topics soon. But I wanted to ask you all which player you most happy to see back for the parade at the start. What one gave you the most thrill and buzz? Lindsay, Thierry for you, was it? <clears throat>
1: oh, I loved Limpar though. You know, it was different. Oh. Oh.
0: It's slightly greyer, but it's still in his cheeky Swedish impish charm. Yeah,
1: just that little cheeky face. Oh, I up Bobby as well, I mean, honestly. all It was just a beautiful lineup, wasn't it? It was just a really lovely day.
0: Your man-crush for Bobby is well-known, Steve. Is I would you? marry Robert Pires, so it has to be Robert Pires for me.
3: Joe? I wouldn't marry Robert Pires, and, <laughs> and it's not because he's the wrong sex. It's just he wasn't my favourite because he was he was coming in taking the place of um, Mark Overmars and I I I love Mark Overmars couldn't get over my Mark Overmars crush And, and when Pires came in I said where's your pace where is it show me and he didn't have it to the same degree that Mark Overmars had oh Overmars I'm not going to... Overmars was wonderful, the football, but Robert Overmaster Pires, Pires is, come Pires. on, Joe. No, I'll take yeah. Overmars over Pires Overmaster any Overmars was, was an week. absolutely brilliant player. Pires <laughs> always cut inside and it kind of irritates
1: uh, <laughs> you. Have you got irritated by Robert Pires? I got irritated no, by, help by for I was
3: no. moaning like crazy about him, although,
0: you know, he had a He didn't go it. he could yeah. read the game like yeah.
2: no one else. Listeners, so don't worry,
0: we're moving on. We're now going to go from the positive to perhaps the more worrying. Robin Van Persie, we've mentioned his like contract before, running down. We've mentioned also the trans we might buy in January in the last podcast. Do you think that would have any bearing at all on if he's going to stay? Or is it more about what we win this season? Lindsay?
1: Oh, it's, so, it's such a difficult one. I, I can't profess to know his head. I would think he'd want a statement of intent, if you want my um, gut feeling, because I think they all do. I think when you are a player on fire, you want to play with the best. I think he obviously understands, after working with him for so long, this policy, that obviously we don't buy superstars, we make them, and he'll understand that, however, I think, like us fans, he realises we're still probably a bit short.
0: Would you go with that, Steve?
2: Uh, I very much agree with Lindsay. He's 28, coming on 29, he hasn't won any trophies in his career. FA Cup did he win? One, one trophy, FA Cup. Um, I think he wants to win trophies and he wants big money. So so we've got to convince him that we can pay him big money and win trophies. The big money is probably the more difficult thing of the two, but I think if we if we went out in January and spent 20 or 30 million on a creative midfielder, and then early in the summer spent a similar amount on another player anywhere in the team, maybe a striker, and then gave him 125 grand a week to stay, he might stay. But even then he's going to get offered 180, 200 for Man City and Barcelona. We've got to convince him that he loves Arsenal, um, he's going to get an excellent salary here, and if we sign those players and ally them to the players we've got now, he might have a chance of winning trophies. And I think if, it's, if, he's, not, if he's got an excellent
0: salary and he thinks he can win trophies here, he'll stay. We haven't done a great
1: job of doing that so far, no we, no, we
0: haven't. Is he different, Joe, to the Cesc Fabregas's and Nazri of this world, do you think? I think he's different to Najri, because I really feel, I mean, maybe I'm
3: just getting influenced by by what the club are trying to make us believe, but I actually believe Nasri moved purely for money, and Fabregas moved because he loved, he's always loved Barcelona. Um, so, in a sense, I'm, I'm sort of seeing Van Persie will stay if we win something. And not the FA Cup. I think he owes nothing. us.
0: I mean, he spent a lot of time in his tub at Arsenal, injured. Yeah, he does. And the fans put with him, having season after season of half campaigns. Mm. Is there a part of him you think he might want actually want to stay because he owes something to the Arsenal fans, or is that naive mm. talk from you know? Well, I think he would stay. The you know, he's got. He's got.
3: Um, he won't be leaving next year unless unless we want to sell him, right? So he could he could see out his contract and then leave the following year. But then the club's not going to let that happen. So then it turns into a Nazeri situation whereby we've got to sell the guy while he's still got some residual value, because otherwise he will have none. So I'm seeing it. He's gonna he's gonna probably get sold, kind of against his wishes, unless he signs a new deal. And why should he sign a new deal if we're not going to win something? And we're certainly not going to win the league. And the FA Cup, uh, I don't think would convince him to stay. The Champions League, we've got we've got a slight chance of winning that. So if we win the Champions League, Van Persie will stay. That's that's yep. my view. Steve, um,
0: so Joe seems to stay if we win the Champions League. Gut feeling, Would he sign well, I for think, us Yeah, though? I
2: think he would, probably would stay if we won the Champions League. But if we don't? But, I mean, the chance of us winning the Champions League is pretty negligible, to be honest.
3: 16 to 1, I'd say. Yeah, I think pretty <laughs>
2: negligible. Uh, I think he needs a statement of intent. We're going to have to spend some money on creative players and we're going to have to give him twice what he's earning now. Because at the end of the day, he could go to Manchester City and earn
3: 220 grand a week. But I don't think he's all about money. I, that's one thing I don't think Van Persie's about.
1: But you say that about every player, don't you? How many times you've been broken hearted about it mm-hmm. and think that one won't go, that one mm-hmm. won't go. I mean, when, on me, when that just killed him. Well, he me. is
2: managed by Darren Dean. Yeah, every player that's managed by Darren Dean... Please. <laughs> has come up to the end of his contracts that Arsenal has left it's a good point Steve it's almost like he's getting his own back on what Arsenal did to his dad
0: is it a point worth marking? I hate
2: it when an Arsenal player is managed by Darren Dean so we oh, can turn are.
3: this all around just by inviting David back onto the board yeah. which is what we've all been saying you'd think they'd use their nod or do that yeah. you? that would make an
0: awful lot of sense indeed so just say Arsenal finish second this season and don't win any cups don't win the Champions League don't win the FA Cup would that for you make a good successful season? God, yeah.
2: If we finish second
0: this yeah. year, given that we were...
2: We Man, you on the slide a little bit, games. aren't they? Chelsea will yeah. be losing a yeah. few games. It's not yeah.
0: beyond the realms.
2: Yeah. Man United beat us 8-2 in August. I wouldn't swap our current first team for Man United in any shape or form. I think we've got a better first eleven than they have. And I think when they come to the Emirates later in the season, we'll prove that. Um, there's every chance we can finish second. And if City have a wobble, and who knows whether they might, we could even win it. I'm probably being a bit fan... Fantasy riddled. But second is achievable,
0: definitely. what success for you this season, Lindsay?
1: I think I think unfortunately our, our expectations have to have been a little bit lowered and second would seem like a massive achievement considering where we've come from this season. I'd I'd like to see this with I've a cot i got the the FA Cup would do me.
0: Joe, what success for you?
3: Yeah, I said, all that stuff about the FA Cup not being enough for Van Persie, but it'd be enough for me, because <laughs> it'd be so great just to see a piece of silverware, you know, instead of the Emirates Cup, That's and we can't even always win that. Mm. Well,
2: and it's
0: also not on next season, no. because the Olympics. Yeah, I oh,
2: know, another reason to hate the Olympics.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, we're now entering what I call the hot topic part of the um, uh, podcast, the feature everyone loves the best, my host, let's go for it. Hot topic. Now it's been suggested by some of the media, even some Arsenal fans, that Spurs currently have a better squad than Arsenal. True or false? Let's start with you on that one, Joe. I'm saying
3: false. Apart from the ex-Arsenal player playing up front, which I wouldn't, you know, wouldn't swap him for Robin van Persie. Other than that, I'm just which trying you to for think.
2: though. Um, what,
3: what the uh, Gareth Bale for Jovinio? No, no, no. Added oh. by all for Javinio. Which is what added by all for um, that's that's a tricky one because they're, they're playing different positions. I'm not too sure about that one. I need I need more time to think about it. Joe, they're you have a little through, through the whole squad. If you look through the whole squad, I think their squad, to be honest, their squad is probably stronger than ours. But our first eleven is stronger than theirs. Interesting. Lindsay.
1: Every time I come on the podcast, you make me say nice things about Tottenham, Hotspur. We're saying horrible things then, Lindsay. Right, well, because I've got to be a bit honest, haven't I? I think that Tottenham are in the best place they've been for a very long time. I think they have got strength and depth in their squad. I still think that we're the fucking Arsenal with Tottenham, Hotspur. but I think our first 11 are, are, are better than them. There are a few I've nicked, in all honesty. Which
0: one's lit? Go on. So, you got to say, one Spurs play. you don't have the Arsenal Just one, Lindsay, come There's on. Three, then and then pick you pick can wash your pick. mouth out when you're smelling off ice. Go on then,
1: let me tell the three and we'll pick one. Can I
0: say one? You, you can, can say one. There's Gareth, no... Gareth Bale.
1: What, Bale of Nazareth?
3: Yeah, we'd we we all have Gareth Bale. We because because Bale. he should have joined Arsenal in the first place.
1: But I think be we
0: fair. were scouting Gareth Bale. We chose Theo Walcott. So given, given the Theo Walcott no, we, we scouted we,
3: both.
1: Given
2: that Theo Walcott plays wide right or wide left, and he kind of alternates during matches, Yeah, and Gareth Bale is predominantly left-based, I would swap Walcott for Bale tomorrow. I would probably. I wouldn't, by the way. I not. would probably also swap Modric for Aaron Ramsey, although he's a bit older. I love Aaron Ramsey, but I you have to admit Modric is a world class
3: player, um, but would, a little bit lightweight, Steve. I mean, Aaron Ramsey he does
0: he does stick yeah. his foot in now. and, and again, yeah, but Aaron's he's, coming he's back had from a, from a long time, time And he's it? been yeah. off for yeah. a while. Well, he's a young boy. And he's he, got time. But yeah, Modric yeah. is te- technically a better technically, player. Technically, so yeah. yeah. at the moment, yeah. at the moment, okay. Yeah it just
1: looks like
0: a rat, though, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's no dispute there. The guy isn't probably a We're basically wanker.
1: taking a rat and a monkey. Yeah,
0: and it's <laughs> <laughs> it Modric did put in a transfer request at the start of the season, and was desperate to join Chelsea. So he obviously loves Tottenham
2: and Van der Vaart. Probably, really I'd love Van der Vaart in our team. So if I could, mm. if I could have Bale, yeah. Modric, and Van der Vaart in our first team, I'd have all those three.
1: Van der Vaart's very injury-prone. Which team's better, <laughs> <ahead>, though, Steve?
2: I <laughs> so think we're going to beat them next time we play. Ask
0: them. the hot topic question. And I think Which we're gonna, squad are you going to finish
2: part of them? We're going to beat them if we get them in the FA Cup, home or away. We're in the Champions League there in the Europa Thursday night league. We said, might go out tomorrow. Absolutely. Uh, we said, I won't have anything after that. And we will beat them next time we play them at the Emirates. So that which, so which squad's
0: better, Steve? Ours. Lindsay?
1: Well, I said, I, I think that their squad's got more depth in it. I think they've, you know, we've got a very good first 11 with maybe three or four decent backup players. I think they've got quite a. You know, their midfield seems to go on forever.
2: Cole Walker's quite a good player, I have yeah. to say. Carl Walker's alright. Probably better than our reserve right backs. Maybe see, not as good
3: as Sagna. You see, when you start looking at goalkeepers, for instance, their strength and depth shows against ours, our, our lack of it. We've got Chesney. I mean, I wouldn't swap Chesney for anyone in the world.
1: Yeah, but i though go he's Gomez and Fabianski. Yeah, yeah No, to actually.
3: be honest, I, I would take Gomez over Fabianski. Oh, no, I would, online,
1: even
3: I wouldn't swap Sorry. Gomez for Almunia.
1: Or maybe that's what swap Gomez for Almunia. On a good
3: day, Gomez is amazing, but he has a lot of bad days, luckily for us. Oh,
2: God, I'd, be, I'd be a bag of with Gomez in goal. More so, so than Almunia.
0: Essentially, yeah. we all agree, really, overall, that our squad's still better than theirs. Look at their
3: center arms
2: Yesterday, I was playing 38-year-old Gallus at Stoke mm. against any other. Kabul. Eunice
0: fucking Kabul. Who shit is he? On that point, Steve, that so ends the hot topic. Yeah, Thank thanks. <laughs> 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 uh, Tonight, Chelsea entering Manchester City. Now, we've got an idea what the result is going to be, but we finish this in time. We're going to, going to go to the pub to watch the second half, which is why we're doing quick podcasts <laughs> tonight. Um, is anyone here worried that City would do what Wenger did and go a season unbeaten? Are they capable? Joe, are you worried, I'm, mate? I'm not worried at all.
3: I, I don't think City are going to go the whole season unbeaten. There's no way in this world that's going to happen. I mean, United are probably beaten next time they play. they play them. For starters, I mean, you know, local derby's always tricky. But the, the, the problem is, because they're in Manchester, they haven't got as many local derbies as we've got. As someone once pointed out to me, you know, it's always a difficult season for Arsenal when they've got all these London derbies coming up. So a friend of mine, who's a lifelong gooner, he's always, he's always checking how many how many London teams are actually in our league. And, you know, that, that's True. a deciding factor. Because it's like the Fulham game, for instance. I mean, I thought... That should be three points, but then again, it's a London derby, so maybe we'll have to settle for one. And that, of course, mm. that's how it turned out. And then that one could end up as none, and, and that, that could happen to... to where well, it's just the one big derby, right? Other than Wigan are not going to turn City over. When you've got three London teams that all hate each
2: other in the top four, Arsenal, Chelsea and Spurs, I mean, every time they play each other, it's a London derby, a, a fierce London derby, and United only have to play one rival to the same extent. Maybe Mm. Liverpool to the same extent as well. Mm. But we also have Mm. to play QPR, West Ham, Fulham, Charlton, whoever else is up there as well. I know you could say that United have to play Blackburn and Wigan and all that, but they're not quite as good teams, I don't think. I think Chelsea, Mm. Arsenal and Spurs, whenever we do well in the the Premier League, we have to earn it because of the number of London derbies we have. Yeah, so
3: when, when West Ham are up there as well I mean it's, it's, mm. it's always a
0: potential bono, uh, banana Bonavis skin. skin
2: yeah.
0: it really is it is that's a very good point but you know answering my very important question today will Man City go the season unbeaten oh, oh,
2: Are they go the season unbeaten well I don't want to risk it I hope I want them to lose as soon as possible so I can sleep easy in my bed at night and know that Lady Invincible is safe in her bed <laughs> 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 Lindsay no
1: they won't go unbeaten I, I, there's just so many factors that come into it you know that is a fate, feat though. It's, and, and lots of people have been touted as taking that crown and, They've
0: just imita- imitated us. They've never beaten it. So I, I don't think they will. And to finish off the podcast for tonight, you know, City city currently riding high. Um, at this halfway stage of the season, before it's Christmas time, and we've all looked forward to our turkeys, if you're vegetarian, nut roast, whatever you might particularly have. Let's now make our predictions for who's going to finish first and where Arsenal are going to come. Lindsay, it's got to be oh, done. The punters that. love predictions. It's what they live and breathe this podcast by. So I'm going to start with you, Steve, while Lindsay sits there thinking, <laughs> you know... Who's going to win the league? Who's going to win the league and where will Arsenal finish?
2: Uh, Man City going to
3: win the league. Arsenal are going to finish third. Joe? That's exactly what I said. Prior to the season start, is it where
0: you it on this podcast as well? Did you think? I think I said that. Um, the one thing I might change is
3: the fourth position. I think I said City first, United second, Arsenal third, and I think I put Chelsea fourth, but I might put Spurs fourth. Sorry, not Liverpool.
0: No. Interesting. Now, Lindsay.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm sorry to be a little bit boring and agree with everybody, but I think it'll be a Manchester top two, and I think it'll be, it'll be between us, Chelsea, and Spurs for. for, for the, the third and fourth. I don't think Liverpool will be in it, and I, I think it might be Chelsea
0: that drop. Would it bother you, City, win the league? The fact that almost a, another club's entered into the kind of elite that have won the Premier League title. The trouble
2: is, It's bothered me since two thousand and eight, when they, you know, when that man saw bought the club. I mean, and the reason is, is that you've got Chelsea and City with bottomless pit pockets, and everyone else is, is fighting for the other two spots. So all the time, I mean, let's imagine another shake comes in next year, this time from Qatar, and maybe <laughs> mm. buys, you know, Everton, mm. and they they spend 140 million on players. I mean, we're never going to finish in the top four ever again if that happens, because we're, we, we just cannot compete with those teams.
0: What we really need is a Russian with loads and loads of money to buy into Arsenal that has billions
1: oh, oh my god who could that be what the Man United family
0: <laughs> <laughs> and on that point we'll take another short break before we call it our third and final podcast of the evening um, for those of you who have just caught this one if you want to email us please do the email address is gunapodcast at gmail.com and if Steve's here for the next one he promises to read out every email that he gets and answer everyone in full isn't that the case Steve
2: definitely
0: so that's something to look, look forward to to encourage you all to write in your comments on this very podcast. Thanks once again to our sponsors, schoonershirts.com This is your host Mark Collington bidding you a fond farewell. Have a brilliant Christmas and New Year, everyone, and um, thank you very much for listening. La di da di da, la di da di dee All good friends and jolly good company. Hello. Hello. You- we
2: could be little mix. <laughs>
1: Mm. It's the fat one that it looks like... Jingle bells... <laughs> the
0: fat one's a minger, isn't she? I'm going to stop that. <laughs> 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 that was on there at the end. Oh. <laughs>